0: This podcast is powered by The Plug. Hey, podcast listening people. Connor Doobie here. Hope you're doing yeah. very well and appreciate you listening in. Hope you're staying safe. Hope you're staying healthy and Staying busy or occupied or relaxed, whatever it is you're doing to take care of yourself right now. I hope it is all going very well. Crazy times we're in, and we ourselves have been trying to find a way to balance everything out. Which uh, we are here, we're back in action, we're rolling episodes forward, um, trying to determine if we're doing this thing through Zoom calls moving forward uh, for the time being or waiting till we get back into the studio. But either way, We are going to continue to keep bringing you the good stuff, and we have a great episode for you this week. Uh, Please, first, do us this tiny favor. Make sure you, number one, know the drill. Go subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. We're on all your favorite podcast apps. Uh, Make sure you leave a review. Uh, Give us a five-star review wherever you find us. It really helps Uh, others to discover the podcast when you leave a review on the podcast app and uh, make sure, yeah, hit us on social, love your feedback. Uh, We're everywhere. You can find us at mile high mentors. You can also find me directly on social media at Connor Duby C O N N O-R-D-U-B-E. In today's guest, we're bringing to you my friend, Kristen Darga, who is the founder of Impact Founder and Black Label Coaching. She's a keynote speaker, award-winning author, performance, and executive coach. She has worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs, many teams and companies, uh, and uh, is herself a four-times founder, and an all-around really great person, very much uh, someone that you can learn all areas of business, starting, growing, building uh, your business, and uh, authoring. She's done a number of trainings herself with world-renowned top health experts, including Deepak Chopra, uh, Dr. Andrew Well, David Katz, and many others. I can't wait to share with you all uh here shortly. But before we jump in, if you have a guest you recommend for the show, you want to sponsor the podcast, get involved in one way or another. We're always looking to collaborate with local Colorado companies. Make sure you send us an email, mentors at gmail.com. Again, mentors at gmail.com. Again, you can go ahead and message us on social any any anywhere you find us. Um or uh yeah you can just just send us a note. Got a guest you recommend? Got someone you'd love to see, love to hear? Let us know, okay? And if you want to collaborate let us know. Also, before we jump in, our partners over at ActiveBlogs.com have a number of great resources. You're going to want to go check them out. Let them know that we sent you ActiveBlogs.com. Everyone, no matter if you're a startup, if you are a nonprofit, uh, if you're a business that's been around a hundred years, there's two pieces everyone needs in those organizations number one is reach reach to the right people and number two is consistency our partners help with reach and consistency with their world-renowned, innovative marketing services, okay? So if you need help with your marketing reach, you need help with your consistency, go talk to them. Go talk to a no-cost advisor over there. Uh, It's no cost to you, and they will match you up with the right service, the right marketing strategy to meet your needs, whether you're trying to cut costs right now, whether you're trying to expand your current marketing strategies, adjust your... Find more ways to innovate and go digital, activeblogs.com. Let them know Mile High Mentors sent you over there. And without further ado, people, please give it up for my friend, Kristen Darga on the Mile High Mentors podcast. Man, we've been talking about doing this for a while. And, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Um, you know, let's just have a conversation. Let's just see where this thing goes. I think you've got a lot to share and talk about. I'm like, what do you want to hit on? Like, let's just talk. I'm
1: like, I'm about that. Let's do it. Yeah, I don't really love um like the pre scripted podcasts. Not interesting. Nah. I mean, there's things I want to touch on. We'll touch on them. But for the most part, it's just uh, having a good conversation. Let me just make sure we're good here. I think we are good to go. Good to go. Great. Done with that. Let's turn this puppy over.
0: get that so yeah you, mason jar water is like the way to go 100 percent. i'm <laughs> okay, not even making so fun of so you great. i drink out of mason jars i've drank out of mason jars for so long it's just like you went great. fancy today
1: a, with your pellegrino i went a little
0: fancy with my pellegrino you're right yes so this
1: is the thing there's a little lemon stuff in here so it looks okay. funny but um i have a water bottle that i use and i really hate that i can't put it in the dishwasher but it's one of those like double paneled aluminum, like keeps your beverage cold or hot. And I love that. Fancy pants. But I, I use these more cause I can just toss them in a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been told that um, by a woman at my gym that I'm like the dangerous water bottle girl. Like, she thinks I'm gonna, it's pretty funny cause I get it. It's dangerous, you know? Yeah. If, on the edge. Yeah, on the edge.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If ever like a fight breaks out, then you can just like bar scene it up and just smash a glass. And be like, That's back right. off,
1: yeah. back off. I got a weapon right here. I
0: Yeah, that's hilarious. (laughs) Honestly, I mean, like I, because I always like mix electrolytes and stuff, and like plastic, even plastic, the water bottles that they make a, they're not like plastic comes still in small micro doses, kind of ends up in the water. Glass is still a little bit
1: better, right? Far, far away from plastic. Yeah, Um, the aluminum's great. The glass is a great option. Plastic seeps into your water. Yeah And don't ever put that In the microwave Either <laughs> I mean this is a very Interesting start To what we're talking about <laughs> But don't put plastic In the microwave Because it seeps into your food
0: Really Even yeah. like plastic Like Tupperware
1: Uh huh Tupperware uh-huh. Tupperware Tupperware <laughs> I think Neither one of us Know the answer One of the
0: two Either way Just great <laughs> Great phenomenal Starts of the
1: podcast <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm sure so everyone's fun. like
1: sitting on the edge of their seats right yeah. now, trying to figure out if it's Tupper or Tupper. I
0: know t- someone, someone. Someone, please Googled drop that. in the co- Google. Send us. Drop it in the comments. Yeah. Yeah. What have you been up to lately?
1: Oh man, what's new? Uh, there's so much going on. I mean, everything's going really well.
0: Uh huh. Last know, I saw, you were doing vision boarding and uh, <laughs> at our friend vision Jake's boarding.
1: house. Yeah. Yeah, Jake. Hi, Jake. That was a blast. Uh, right. We did. That was really fun. Yeah. I look at that every day. Yeah. It's in my kitchen on my fridge. Really? Mm-hmm. It's in my closet. Yeah. So
0: as I'm dressing I can just be like, oh yeah, that. That's a great idea. Things. I did a second one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. another friend was putting on a vision board thing. I'm like, all right. So it was interesting to see what the materials that I had and yeah. in that and like how it changed from how I originally did it when we did it as a group.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of times I print them off from Pinterest too vision or, or oh, yeah. pictures? Pictures or words. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, things are going really well. Um, a weird start to the new year, but a good mm-hmm. one. So I say that kind of in a funny way. I started another company um, back um, in August, mid-August, and it's it's um, more than doubled since I started. So it's going really well. There's some really funny things that happen with that where I freak out a little and... um. Mm, you know, I'm not comfortable with the fact that I'm growing so fast. But then that's what I've been setting the stage for for years. I mean, this is not my first radio. I wrote a book before this. Yeah. Yeah, So the new company is a little bit different. Um, And we can go into that now or later up to you.
0: Let's build up to it. Because I think people who... You're pretty well. A lot of people in Denver know you, and Mile sure. High City know you. But do they
1: really know you? But do
0: they <laughs> do they really know you? I
1: don't know. Good question. So, so, let's find
0: out. <laughs> so, I mean, take it back a little bit about your background, your your childhood, and let's start there and just kind of build up to where we're at today.
1: Mm. Um, what part do you specifically want me to talk about? Um, where did you grow up? Okay, I grew up in Troy, Michigan.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. and the- yeah.
1: Yeah, so outside of Detroit and a suburb. I grew up in a couple places, but that's where I went to high school, so that's what I what I say. And then uh, we also, what I think, if I think of home now, I think of this cottage that my grandparents bought when I was uh, like one years old. To, to me now, that's the that's the place I think of when I think of home. Obviously, the, like, Troy, my parents' home is home, mm-hmm. but there's just so many memories there that were really special.
0: Hmm. The co- yeah. And the cottage was like in Detroit. No in the Michi-
1: cottage is in the thumb of Michigan for oh, okay. all of the people who are you know familiar with us Michiganders you know we really use our hands So right there at the top of the thumb <laughs> on the water. Uh-huh. Um, we, we just it's it's like on one of the Great Lakes or Saginaw Bay actually.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So when did you leave Michigan?
1: Oh, which time? Um, mm. I left Michigan. The first time I left Michigan in the United States was uh, when I was 20 and I went to California. And I had an internship at Trans World Media. And so for any of those like ski, not ski, skate, surf, um, snowboard aficionados, um, that is like one of the main snowboarding magazines or surf magazines. So I worked with them for an internship for the summer. And I was outside of San Diego. That was the first time I left Michigan, Um, went back, finished college, ended up studying journalism, actually, because I was a a snowboarder and it was just my life. I mean, I competed a little bit growing up. Um, I taught snowboarding. It was a huge part of my identity at that point. So I studied journalism in order to work for a snowboarding uh, magazine. I did it for a summer, went back to Michigan, graduated, and realized that I had done it. <laughs> I had already did it, so what do I do now?
0: <laughs> guess there's no more life to live at this point. <laughs> I graduated, I did my thing, you know, just going to retire. Just, so you're retired now, basically from that, <laughs> just,
1: Yeah. just wandering. I mean, I think that was probably the first indication that I was probably an entrepreneur and I didn't know it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so it was... It was Wait, um, why? What <clears throat> What was the
0: indicator of that?
1: I was like, cool, I did that. Yeah. Now why? So oh, I was always yeah. like looking forward to... What's the next thing? Creating and being adventurous in my thinking and, and what I wanted to do was not necessarily like um, standard by any means. Um you know the nine to five thing didn't really interest me but i also grew up knowing that that's what a job was so let's see so i i went back i graduated michigan state with a degree in journalism in spanish i think um and then i can you um, speak fluent spanish oh i can speak spanish but it's been a long time un poquito Mm -hmm. yeah um I could do it, but I'm on the spot right now, so I feel weird. I know. It's being recorded. Okay, ah! I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> We've got a huge Spanish following, please. <laughs> oof, oof, 50% like of our listener bases is, uh, speak Spanish, so it's perfect.
1: I'm sweating. Please. Like My palms are sweating Would now. You? No, you made me speak nah, Spanish. Don't, no,
0: I'm kidding. Don't worry. No, There's no, only thousands of people listening to you right now. No big deal.
1: <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> um... I don't know. I, I, um, it was, so I'm a little bit, a lot older than you. So I graduated, <laughs> <laughs> um, September of 2000, wait, sorry. Um, January of 2002. And that was right after September 11th. And I, a lot of magazines were closing down, were paring down, um, just because, you know, I don't, I don't really know why, but it was a huge recession at that mm-hmm. point. We had just like had September 11th, um, so I didn't really know which direction to go. I wasn't interested in working for uh, um, a newspaper at all. So I just picked up one day. But you
0: wanted to be in media. Of some sort. Magazines. Magazines. Yeah, I loved
1: like the, 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 the art, the beauty mm-hmm. and magazine layouts. I love telling the story in that fashion. I wasn't like a quick news person. I was really interested in the deep dive about people, which I think shows up now in Impact Founder. I was really interested in getting to know someone, um, and how they overcome things even then. Um, that was that was definitely a passion of mine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Did you did you start businesses at a Young age, like pre-college. So you didn't really get into entrepreneurship until what point?
1: I think um, I was in my 20s, maybe 24 Mm. or five. And it was my first company and I was like more grassroots marketing for small businesses. Um, So that was the first one I started. Yeah. But before that, it was, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Magazines were sort of paring down a little bit. They've gone through a lot. Magazines have gone through a lot. Um, And I moved to Utah and I taught snowboarding. Interesting. I was like, ah, screw it. Which happens a couple of times in in the last 20 odd years. Yeah. Teaching on and off. Uh, Teaching, but just kind of like that. Well, life was supposed to go this way and it's not. So then I'll just take it this way instead. Yeah. And so life was supposed to go this way of having a job. um, And instead, it ended up being like, oh, I'll go to Utah for a season and teach snowboarding. And, um, you know, work in guest services, translating some Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) All of our Spanish listeners slide up into her DMs.
0: (laughs) Hit Kristen up right away.
1: <laughs> it was like this. Was like I couldn't just use my my I'm um, I couldn't just use some my my athleticism. I needed to use my brain too, which uh-huh. is I think two things that keep will keep coming up throughout.
0: Did you so, fi- did you wanna be like a professional snowboarder at yeah, one point in time? And I did some competing. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. In high yeah. school I competed a, um, a little bit. My first concussion, wow. I think, was from a competition.
0: Really? <laughs> Yeah, your first concussion. <laughs> the others a- were not even snowboard related. It was just a wild um, night out on the. I town. don't
1: remember. Is that cliche? <laughs> um, I, uh, my, no, they weren't snowboarding related. Yeah, just that first and oh, the first and second one is the same time. Yeah,
0: I've gotten concussions from football before. Well, that's pretty like, common. It's weird. I wonder. There's not a whole lot you'd of you'd be studies a lot on, smarter but...
1: now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if that's saying much. Watch out, watch out, world! I watch was out, already pretty out. slow to begin with. Um, yeah, but but what's weird? I mean, you're into like nutrition and, totally. and health and all that good stuff. Yeah. Because of that. I feel that lag in my brain sometimes. I don't know if it's from concussions. And I used to be a big skateboarder when I was younger. So I was like throwing myself down like stairs and concrete, like a genius.
1: Sure. yeah, And
0: smacking my head up. Mm -hmm. And as I, you know, in recent years, it's like just like some days it's like it doesn't always click. But, you know, what's interesting is I started supplementing lion's mane mushroom a lot. And it's the only mushroom besides psilocybin mushroom. That is it's non psychoactive, but it's the only mushroom proven to regenerate and reconnect neurons in your brain. In fact, I took some earlier today and it's like the flow state that you get into is really interesting. I've noticed a difference with it.
1: Yeah, I don't know anything about that, but that's great. And, you know, like old. getting old now so I should probably think about that that's only that's only here yeah it's only here until your body starts getting like sore and you don't realize like oh I used to do that all the time and now my body's like what the crap but
0: um, lion's mane for lion's neurons. Mane. Yeah, it's Got been it. really interesting. Right. I've been doing. A it, note. I've been taking it for like. I've been taking it for like two years now, or something. I'll like that. I'll ask my doctor
1: about that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> doctor's not going to know nothing. <laughs> well, about Oh, my
1: that. doctor's a functional medicine doctor, so maybe.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. You, like, well, a not a homeopathic <clears throat> doctor then.
1: Not like. Uh, she uses like a science s- and then yeah. some supplements and yeah. other. Okay. Well,
0: then she may know. Then definitely, you should ask she
1: her may about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back on topic. How okay. did we
0: get on so much? Mo- oh yeah, uh, yeah concussions yeah. and snowboarding, and yeah. you wanted to be a professional, and I'd imagine. Colorado was a big draw to you because of the snowboarding scene.
1: Sure, Colorado was a big draw, but at the time I actually moved to Park City. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I had some friends who lived there already. One of my friends uh, was actually working in guest services and said that she may be able to get me a job. And so when I moved there, I packed up my car and I maybe had a job. (laughs) I think my dad my dad lost his mind for a little bit there. Oh
0: How old were you at the
1: time? I was twenty one.
0: You just took the risk and just I was
1: like, you know what? I like, what am I doing here? Yeah. This isn't going the way I want it to, so I'm gonna go live life and figure it out and come back and do it. And I did. Sort of. Hmm.
0: And then, what winded you up here?
1: Well, well, that's even a longer story. But, but basically, I went back to Michigan after Park City. Uh-huh. Ended up um, <clears throat> starting my first business. Worked for a, a nonprofit for at some point mm-hmm. in um, development. And then I, um, I think it was like two thousand and eight. At that point, Michigan. I lived in Ann Arbor, Michigan. At that point, Michigan was already starting to feel a recession. Um, you know, the big three, just the auto industry, yeah. was starting to feel that crash. And I, you know, I was like, you know, it's first couple of years of my company. At that point, I, it was moving along, but it really hadn't taken off. <clears throat> excuse me and you think you feel like it was because of that just the i don't know economics of where you were there's what a lot of theories like? at this point as to why that didn't take off yeah right? was it the best <sighs> fit for me <laughs> yeah. was i did i know what i was doing no um
0: so you're there pre uh thriving industry and then you kind of saw the downturn sure and, yeah what's your perspective on that and to where it is now i'm it's, hearing that too yeah can, Probably aliens in like, the walls or something. God, know. is that you? Is that God again? Is God talking again? Um, so, anyway. There's something in my ear.
1: Yes, Satan? <laughs> Hello? I hear you, you. No, so at that point, uh, you know, I was, you know, it's in Arbor, Michigan. It's a little bubble. It's kind of like Boulder, if you will. Um, and, you know, it's university-based. There's a lot of industry right there. Um, so there would be some impact there but not as much as Detroit yeah so I wasn't really concerned about that Mm -hmm. but you know at that point um I had actually had some personally I think that was a really tough business for me to start I was young I wasn't really sure um like I think I was making it up as I went but I started journalism I didn't start marketing so there's part of it I knew and part of it I didn't so whether or not it was the best fit you know there's again a lot of theories I could have on
0: Julius. I think your mic is still on in here, bro. <laughs> if you can hear us, whatever you got out there, we can hear. We can hear you. <laughs> uh,
1: what
0: you get? You just hear like a sneeze like, in your ear. Sorry, guys, those of you that are listening. This is so hilarious. It really we, actually out of feels all the podcasts, like someone's
1: and, in my head I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Or we're both just going schizophrenic via Maybe it was your podcasts. mushrooms. It could have been. Take
1: them, but by proximity, no,
0: I slipped some into your prior. <laughs> <it probably laughs> <hurts. laughs> How else are we going to have a good lucid podcast?
1: Oh no, without them. Okay, things are falling apart. Okay, back together. Back together. <sighs> okay, so I moved to goods New York ra- City. Ra- I moved from Ann Arbor to New York City because yep. I was like, eh, do I really want to be here for this? Mm. Eh. Do I have a choice now? Yeah, take it. And again, I moved without a job, uh, which I'm sure my parents, every time, were losing their minds. Oh, my God, that girl goes, there she goes again. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do wrong?
0: What did, anyway. So, just for, for uh, contextual purposes, what, what, what did your parents do? What was their... Ba- were they entrepreneurs or nope. anything
1: like that? They worked for um, General Motors and EDS. It's Electronic Data Systems Services. Can't remember. Sorry, General guys.
0: Motors, haven't... <laughs> I haven't heard of them before. Yeah, so they, but they were
1: they were in EDS and General Motors, um, a lot of different jobs, but mostly project management. Mm. So in some ways, so they're mathematical
0: engineer minded, like like one, very yes, technical minded. Two, yeah, yes, both of yeah. them are
1: in their own way different. Yeah, one is more creative engineer brain the other one's more mathematical numbers. So anyway, my dad was had they did have their own businesses when I was young. They went on to have like a stable like very good jobs. They were in project management which is pretty great from that it's always changing it's ever-changing right yeah
0: project management means a lot of like saying marketing right
1: Uh, yeah well in, in this case I would look at it more from the fact that where it's where it's ever changing is that when you're working with technology and they were it was always ever changing with the technology that was changing. So they'd be managing projects based upon the technology, some VR, like way back in the day. So just really cool projects, which I think they're more of, they may be more in that entrepreneurial mindset, but they took a job. Um, And so I grew up with a family that were like, you went to school, you went to college, you got a job. And so I did that ish, sort of. I did the first couple parts of it and then I tried getting jobs and I was always kind of bored. Interesting. I was like looking for the next thing, like really creative, really inspired. And And a lot of times that got me in trouble.
0: Yeah. The magazine industry wasn't like thriving. It wasn't thriving. No. And, uh, and so that, so what did you do in New York when you landed there?
1: Yeah. So at first, um, I didn't have a job and I think I temped a little bit. That's fuzzy. Um, and then um, I ended up temping, yes, and um, kind of um, for Columbia Pictures, and then I was hired. So I was in the publicity department there. Wow. So we worked with A-list actors uh, with their you know, red carpet events and with press. And that was an experience. Um, there are some actors that I will respect and... You know, just, gosh, they were amazing. And there were some that I just do not. Um,
0: who should we know? Who the, are the fakers?
1: <laughs> no, I will never do that. Um, okay, who are the awesome ones? Yeah, Will Smith, hands down. Oh, definitely. 100%. Just I feel man. like he's the
0: one I would have, like, like, uh, wh- like, what's the word? Like, man um, crush? Not man crush. Oh, no, okay. like, uh, like um, be super nervous to meet or, um, I don't know. He's one that I would probably geek out about.
1: Yeah, well that no. respect. Cuz I've yeah. met a lot
0: I've met celebrities and whatever and it's like, you yeah. know, they're just people, but like he's probably one I'd be like, "Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god, that's Will Smith." Like Yeah. Adam Sandler
1: child- was great. I mean, there's yeah. like the people that you meet in that scenario, it's like they are just people and some of the just people don't think they're just people. <laughs> and I'm not good at the bullshit. I just I never have been um I'm not now. Um, I've maybe learned more tact over the years, but I, I just think it wasn't really for me. Mm. Um, the environment um, just wasn't my environment. I'm, I, it was great. I was in New York City and I learned like, you know, the hard way. And I think if you ever talk to anyone who lived there, you know, it's like leave before it makes you too hard. Um, but I needed to actually have that. Those six years of kind of, or well, I don't even know four. Something happens when you get older. Time is just like, I don't know, it was like four or five, maybe years. Who knows?
0: I don't remember what I had for breakfast
1: yesterday. If it makes you feel, yeah, well, it's a good thing you're taking those mushrooms. So, um, (laughs) so yeah, so I, I guess, um, I was there for about six to eight months Mm -hmm. and it wasn't for me, um, not the healthiest environment. And I don't want to talk too bad about that that job I think it was really good for me to be there um, I learned a lot from it I'm so happy I left um, it wasn't worth it to me it wasn't my thing hmm. so I ended up leaving that you feel taking, like it could have been
0: New York too
1: uh, well it was all at the same time yeah. so again it's like how do you separate that I think it was the environment of the department that I was in really it was you know it was Devil Wears Prada really <laughs> You know, that is based I, on, I think, pretty real stuff. Listen, this is gonna. <laughs> but
0: I don't even care. I love Devil Wears Prada. It's such a good movie.
1: It's such a great movie. Yeah, it's one of my, it, it was it's my one life. of my mom's
0: favorite movies too. We've watched it together probably ten times.
1: It was my life. I yeah, mean, unfortunately, really, in the beginning, it was. Very You're working like for that.
0: Miranda? Not really, Miranda. but yes. Mm. Not really, but yes. Okay.
1: Uh, in theory. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, It definitely wasn't. The right fit for me, but it was a great opportunity. Um, I got the heck out of the in- entertainment industry; uh, wasn't for me, um, you know. Um, and I ended up taking a pretty big pay cut um, and working for a small company that I was the first full time hire. Mm. And I think back to that now as I'm hiring, <laughs> you know, it, you know, I, we we grew that company um, from I think the two plus part-time folks to full-time plus part-time a couple part-time folks to I think a 10 10 person company a, a slow steady growth over the years rarely lost clients always kept them it was a really great company to be a part of what was the company it was a consulting and outsourced staff for nonprofits hmm. interesting hmm mm-hmm. and I didn't have a lot of nonprofit Profit um, experience. However, I had some and enough to kind of start moving there. And I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he just took a chance on me because I look at it now and I'm thinking, well, why, why would he hire me? But I had some nonprofit experience, and I, I, I ran up to five nonprofits at a time. I um, consulted with some on their, on their processes and their services and their fundraising. And um, it was great until it started to feel like Groundhog Day. You know, same organization, different board, same conversations. And I felt that sort of entrepreneurial, I, I you know, some people call it the itchy, itchy feet, itchy foot, like when you have to go travel. Mm. And so when I wasn't using my creative brain, I had to get the heck out. I had to go somewhere. I had to travel. And yeah i mean that was like something for me in that like i always had to move around every 60 years and this is the longest i've lived anywhere Isn't except Denver? for where i grew up yeah
0: mm-hmm. do you see yourself being stationed
1: here for the long term i do long i run? mean we don't know the future holds but if i were to create it that way yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. what is your thought so a lot of people listening are probably Thinking about nonprofits, starting nonprofits, involved with nonprofits. <laughs> you
1: don't want to know what it. And I, think. Uh, I do. I'm <laughs> very interested because it's it's. I think I'm jaded.
0: Well, that's interesting though. But you have experience, and I and I am too. And you know, there's a lot of great, great game changing nonprofits out there, and then mm. there's some interesting situations. But also the fact that like people aren't running nonprofits like it's a business and like a startup. And then they're like, if you can't do that and you can't raise capital, you can't serve the people that you're intended yeah. to serve. What's your perspective on that?
1: Um, I would say that we always ran the nonprofits like they were a business and we got into some conflict there with some organizations that were super passion focused who couldn't self-correct. So, you know, that's like the beauty of consulting, and the terrible part about consulting is that you put your time into something, and people are like, "Well, cool, great ideas. We're not going to do it." And you're the expert on this, and you know what you're talking about. Right. So we got into some issues with that. Um, people you felt
0: just like people weren't taking up on your too passion focused
1: to see outside of the passion, mm. to see the business instead of the passion, and that happens frequently. It happens in almost I mean, a lot shoot, of businesses. That happens with Impact Founder. Yeah. So, I mean, then that it, it's just because when you can't see outside of it, you can't see what's not working. And, you know, the the beauty of being a consultant is that you can see it really easily, but you're mm. not attached.
0: Yeah, cuz you have the overview effect. Yeah, I mean, I
1: wouldn't start a nonprofit. I didn't for that reason. Yeah. Uh, Impact Founders, not a nonprofit for that reason. Right.
0: Because um, for <clears throat> profits can give back and give back even you know, at a deeper well, level than nonprofits a lot of the time. Different
1: just different. I mean, look, yeah. there's people that have incredible nonprofits and some of them you know very well mm-hmm. and they they're doing well with it and they have it set up in a way that's working. Um, I think you know, if that's something you're passionate about and that's the way you want to do it, go for it. Um, just get ready to have a lot of people's opinions to manage and they may not always, look at it the same way you do, um, they, they, and just be ready for that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think they have their purpose, and, and social impact businesses have their pers- purpose too. And that's why with Impact Founder, I went the direction of a social impact venture instead of a nonprofit. And what's the difference? Well, the difference is that I keep my money <laughs> and I like realistically, when you have a small business and it's the first couple of years, you're 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 reinvesting your money back into the company anyway. There's no tax write-off that while well, there is, but not the same as a nonprofit. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I think until you hit a certain threshold, there's the only difference is you don't have a board and, um, you're the one making the decisions, which is negative and positive.
0: So you recommend if someone wants to give back in a way like a nonprofit, create an um, impact business not necessarily a non-profit. Just look
1: at it, look at it and see, is this really mm-hmm. a non-profit? Is it all that I'm doing is to do it to give back only? Do I wanna um, take my time and my my life and invest into this and, and just do it for the purpose mm-hmm. and not for any other reason? And if your answer is a yes to everything, then do it. If, if there's a component of what you're doing that's a business, make it a business.
0: Yeah, we almost built this as a non-profit too, Mile High Mentors and then have the same thoughts of what you're talking about here and then it's like we could probably do bigger impact but run it as a business and have it as a business you know
1: it's a personal choice so, and yeah. it's also a content choice i mean <laughs> depending upon what you're delivering it may be better suited for a nonprofit. yeah um podcast and mentorship i mean that's definitely could be either or yeah
0: yeah do you feel like your experience in that consulting arena is really kind of what enhance your love for startups and entrepreneurship
1: i think it's always been there but i didn't know what it was because
0: startups is one of your core passions right startup companies
1: yeah when i was working for that company i worked from home one day or from a coffee shop with my friend becca and we were sitting there and just said to her you know if i could do anything i'd really like to help small businesses and connect them with the right people um just I just have a passion around helping business, and I didn't—I did not know where that came from. Mm. You know, it's not something that made sense. I—I I wasn't doing that at the time. I hadn't done it really before, except for once. So it kind of came out of left field, but I—it was kind of—it was from inside. Like I knew I wanted to do it. it. Took me a long time to get there, but you know that—that that moment. It's funny when I look back now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm actually doing that now with both my companies.
0: Did you envision you envisioned yourself there or just kind of like built I just, into it?
1: I just built into it. Uh-huh. There's a lot of things I built that.
0: And what do you see in as like the end point of that with where you're at now? The end? Mm-hmm. What do you mean end point? End point. End of the road. If what you, end of the
1: road? If Dying? You, uh, death? Yeah, that'll happen. No,
0: <laughs> no. I mean more like the bigger picture. Like uh, you're building right yeah. now. You're building something. Yeah. So like what's the big vision of all these pieces that you've been you know, putting together all these years?
1: I don't know that I have a big vision. Like if someone told me five years ago, I'd be doing what I'm doing right now. I'd be like, I could, but I never saw it. Mm. So I think when I think of big vision, it's, it's more like checking in with myself to know that I'm on course for what's best for me. Mm. Now I think, 2015, when I started Impact Founder, I was like, get this thing global. And that's all that I cared about. Mm, I think that (laughs) that may get there. And a media company is a slow, slow build. And I'm at the point now where, okay, I've built it, there's a community, there's listening, there's the brand, there's everything is just built. So at this point, it's now great. So how do we actually expand it further? And I'm super ambitious. So if someone is like, we'll take it to five locations, you know, in the next six months, I could do that. I don't have a problem with that. The question is, you know, what does it look like? How is it growing? How is it best suited to grow? What's the monetization behind it? Is that working? And that took a long time to get to with this. How so, long
0: ago you started Impact Fund? 2015. 15. And mm-hmm. how many businesses did you start prior to that? One, two, three.
1: One, two, three. I think three. Yes, three.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and of those three, is there any that are still or you phase those out?
1: I phased those out. I actually merged one into Impact Founder. It was um, a coaching company, and then I realized that the coaching in um, Impact Founder made a lot of sense because mm-hmm. it was both working with founders around challenges that they were overcoming, thoughts that they had that they wanted to overcome. So I put I I merged that with Impact Founder. Got so it. So one folded it into. Yeah.
0: Did you? So you start? You <clears throat> founded Impact Founder and then wrote the book post. Yeah. Impact founder.
1: Yeah, so the, there's you know there's stories in these books. Um, yeah, we started with photojournalism. Yeah. So at that time when it's I beautiful started book. It, thank you. Yeah,
0: I love your bo- like. I'm I'm trying to write my first book right now, and it's so interesting how people think about writing and producing a book. But the way you did it, it's um, it's like a ma- It's it's almost like a you're doing like a magazine spread, right? I wonder yeah. why. Oh, who would have thought? <laughs> but that's cool. It's like you you can um put that out there and yeah. have it as a book and have it as part of your message. And it wasn't like you had to sit there and write page after page and a hundred pages and like in text form, you just did it in a different way and still mm-hmm. has great impact. And I love like it's on my bookshelf and you can literally just open a page up and any random page mm-hmm. and just be like, oh, wow. And like totally get something out of it.
1: Yeah. Well, that was the idea. Um, so when I started it, it was a photojournalism project, mm. um, which wasn't, I actually didn't really start it knowing it would be a company. I actually had the thought it could be a nonprofit. I thought about it <laughs> a lot. Um, you know, I launched it like you would launch anything and it didn't really have the form, like the, anything behind it except for the launch. It was seven weeks from idea to execution. I had people helping me with the photography, the, um, The stories I helped do at that point it was only the the picture with the statement with the word the statement the people say. Um, Well, one of the statements for the people listening, um, it's one of the ones that I always go back to is uh, we were hitting revenue targets and I'm driving my daughter's car to stay afloat. Um, And that's a pretty impactful statement. So we had a photography exhibit with that, and there are about thirty five stories. And after, These are all
0: loc these aren't all local. They were at that point. Yeah. Um
1: some of them aren't now, but most of them still yeah. are. We do a lot of our work during events and mostly local events at this point. Hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, there there were the count for people who'd gone through that space through the week were about seven thousand people for Denver Startup Week 2015. So I realized that the the feedback that we got Um, was positive. This was an idea, a project, not really meant to carry on, not really sure what it would look like, no vision beyond, like, this could be a big conversation. And um, then it was sort of looking at, well, how do you monetize a photography exhibit? And do I want it to be that? Or do I want it in the spaces where the people that I want to hear this are located? okay, well, what would that look like? How do I actually get the message to the people that it it makes a difference to? And not that it wouldn't make a difference to someone who mm-hmm. didn't have a business.
0: And what is the message?
1: Well, the message is like well, basically that you're not alone and that every single person who starts anything goes through challenges. Mm-hmm. I mean, in life anyway, it's a human experience. This is not like only business owners have. No, it's not like that. It's a human experience. So it was like just being able to let entrepreneurs know that they weren't alone. That was the whole concept.
0: And there was something that happened in your life that
1: yeah.
0: um I guess initiated that, right? Do you want to share that? At yeah, all? that's fine. Okay. Um
1: I, it's like it's so weird. I'm so desensitized to this conversation at this yeah. point. Because I But say it's an it so important often. conversation. Absolutely. Something
0: I've experienced and yeah. we've talked about it on a lot. But yeah. it's it's the world we live in now of Instagram and social media and exposure to everyone who seems like they're super happy and doing awesome and from the outside you see these guys that are like, I had a hundred million dollar exit, but my family life was totally falling apart and my wife is divorcing me. You know, and like like,
1: not for nothing, a lot of people who exit don't actually make money. Yeah. Especially if they're fundraising. Especially if they raise money to get giving there. Giving away so pieces it's like,
0: of their business and all that. But
1: <laughs> th- yeah, the investors are paid first. <laughs>
0: yeah. But your story is really interesting. So yeah, yeah oh, okay. you should definitely oh, okay. touch Fine. on that for all sure. Right. So
1: I started it back in 2015, a year prior to that, that I was, I was in a relationship with someone who almost took his life and his business was doing really well. Um, and for him, I like one of the factors is that he could not keep up with the growth. It was just overwhelming for him. I mean, emotionally overwhelming um so um he didn't take his life um and he's you know his business i don't know what happened with it i just know that he went on to you know travel the world and do great things Mm -hmm. um a year after that it was the summer of 2015 and there were um three deaths of founders under the age of 32 one died in his sleep um, he was a founder, one of the co-founders of Groove Shark. And and um, I become best friends with his co-founder. I didn't know him then. The other two died by suicide. And they, they were all over the country, you know. And I kind of looked at it from... And, and at that point, I kind of forgot. I forgot about my own experience. Hmm. It was definitely in my brain filed away.
0: Yeah. You just um, kind of buried it.
1: You know, it became... Like, it was filed away back there. And they, that hearing about these deaths made me, you know, um, probably just cued it up without identifying that at the time. Mm. Um, it was just something that resonated with me. It, It was something that became important to me and I'm, I'm guessing that that's why. Um, so I, um, I was actually in a program, a personal development program at the time and I had projects to do. We, like I was in the middle of another project. It was like food and gardening or something. I don't know. Um, and, and, um, I actually had to like petition to change my project because we were almost halfway through the program and I did and I completed it, had a launch and it was very success- successful by all means. Right. Yeah. So that's what I started it, and at that time, um, there, there's one there's one gentleman who did a study on depression and entrepreneurship, and I realized that there was, you know, a high percentage. I think it was like, you know, two thirds of entrepreneurs experience depression or identify with, um, you know, a self-reported uh, mental health condition or concern. So ADHD, bipolar, um, schizophrenia, um, depression—you know, simple like simple fear-based like um, depression to you know bipolar. Mm-hmm. So, which could I, be
0: even exacerbated, exacerbated absolutely exacerbated. by the instability, by stress. yeah, stress yeah. and depression, instability and all of yeah. entrepreneurship. Yeah, it's like 100%. so
1: unstable. I mean, I like. <laughs> <sighs> I, I, I feel like that number is probably way higher.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: Um, definitely. There's very few people I have a conversation with about this who, who don't get it. Yeah. And if they do, it's because they either don't want to get it because they don't want to go there, but they've experienced it.
0: Even all the community in the world, entrepreneurship can be extremely lonely. Uh, even with all the community I mean, support yeah, I and mean, you work from home family surrounding you like all those things
1: so a lot of people work from home um, Not maybe even with their family physical. doesn't get it. Yeah, not yeah. even
0: physical proximity you can be out at an event with a bunch of people sure and like Probably 90% of the people there are actually in their heads You know think you you attend local networking mm-hmm. and all that stuff you've been to Startup week and all that it's mm-hmm. like what well, you know what's going through everyone's head then?
1: Well, that part is just looking good. But because uh, that's <laughs> yeah. part of it. You have yeah, to yeah. look good in yeah. spite of whatever's yeah. going on. I mean, like there's days where you, you know, maybe lose a client or lose funding and you have to go look good for the next meeting. I mean, you don't have a choice. Um, so there's a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, inauthenticity, if you will, mm. and not because they.
0: Is it authentic, inauthentic, though, because. The other side of it is if you um, kind of lay into it too much, then you get yeah. into that cycle of self doubt versus being like, whatever, it's all good. Like, sure. we just lost, you know, a million dollar client. <laughs> it's great. Everything's good. But, but, but like actually, you know, turning it positive,
1: is that inauthentic? Not necessarily. What's inauthentic is if I, <laughs> There's, like, ways to say this that are terrible, like... Um, Just bring it. Just drop it.
0: Just drop the heat. I
1: hate animal um, animal examples, like lipstick on pig, because my one of my best friends is, and like... A pig? No. <laughs> <laughs> she's, a, she, she's a humane educator, <laughs> and those statements make her really sad, so I don't like to use them. Uh-huh. But it's like, um, you know, she... So, so she wouldn't like that one, but I'm gonna use it. It's like lipstick on a pig. Um, it's like um, <laughs> like a shit sandwich. It's like yeah. it's like the bread's really good, but the inside sucks. Like, so it's inauthentic if you don't address it. Is that what shit sandwich? In- I don't around? know. I just made that up. Come on, just roll for- with it, man. <laughs> What the heck? <laughs> well, he's uh, not helping uh, me look good. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I'm
0: just, I, that was just
1: hilarious. Whatever. Like, well, well, no, 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 no. It was just really funny to me
0: because when he when I think <laughs> shit sandwich, I, my my like the metaphor for it isn't the bread is really good and everything else. <laughs>
1: i made it up i made it up
0: okay okay we'll just i make my it.
1: own meaning okay good good okay.
0: listen so, i'm all about it creative so, entrepreneurship. okay
1: so lipstick on a pig. okay so basically back to the one my best friend hates um because that's just easier okay i roll
0: okay um yeah i, did I catch mean, that eye roll
1: yeah i'll do it again at some point if you do that <laughs> it's very that's automatic okay, i like <laughs> We need some eye rolls. So I guess what I would say, from the coach's perspective, because mm-hmm. I'm also a coach, is that it's it's inauthentic if you're always trying to look and feel different than that than you do, and you are. Mm-hmm. Um, that's inauthentic, and usually people see through that. Yeah. Um, it's authentic if you're like, well, that really blew. I'm going to go talk to my coach, my therapist, my friends, my mentor, get it out of my system, and then see like the positive out of it. And that's learning from failure. Those are very distinct, I think. Mm. If you're always just trying to push forward and feel better, even though in spite of, that's not learning from an, an, an event that happened that was you know, terrible. I mean, there was a time where I had a company who was like, we'll fund you and put a salary on there for you. And let's do this together. We'll be branded with you. And it was a lot of money. Um, It would have done really great things. And it was to the point where, um, we were ready to move forward, and it didn't move forward because of a merger with another company. Mm, so it's yeah. like it's like that what happened this if was I just for you and okay. if I just pushed forward and ignored that and tried to be positive in spite of that's lipstick on a pig. I'm not gonna say the other one. At <laughs> least the bread is tasty. At least the bread is tasty for that lipstick Shit sandwich. <laughs> we're moving Fed on to the pig. We're moving on, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: It's only ah, out of endearment. Golly, it's only endearment. <laughs> that's
1: it. So that's to me an authentic. Yeah. If someone just pushes forward in spite of it's.
0: So you think they need to assess in spite of it's and like share. address
1: it, yeah, deal with it, learn from it, create like you know it's like breakups. Well, they suck when they happen, but then you're like, oh, this is what I learned from this opportunity mm. with that person. Most
0: people bury it yeah. and then go that's, there's, that's do the whatever. That's the lipstick on a
1: person. pig yeah. versus actually being authentic yeah. and dealing with it.
0: Definitely. Okay. Yeah. And that's <sighs> what you've highlighted. <laughs>
1: this is the best conversation ever. <laughs>
0: this is going to be... This is gonna be a record, a record podcast for oh, sure. Oh boy, oh boy. Um, so we and that's started Impa- this, yeah. And that's yeah, and that's so like Impact Founder is really highlighting a lot of the shit sandwiches that are being eaten. <laughs> Listen, it applies in that case. We're 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 on the I'm same like, page. Somebody
1: help. Where's God now? We're on the same page. Him? How come he's not in my headphones now? <laughs> yes, Satan. Um, <laughs> <I> mean, it's <laughs> God for me, and it's Satan for you. Got it? Okay. so. I know.
0: Well, <laughs> a little bit of both on each shoulder. Oh, okay, like, cool. Yeah, keep, yeah. It's like keep pressing on the joke. No, no move on to the next thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um so we talk about the successes and challenges how you overcome those you guys challenges. can't see but julius is losing I it know. in the background over here listening to that's this. why i keep looking over there and like i'm like help <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's like oh, you're, you're not on the your only one yeah you're not the only one i promise you <laughs> so um so yeah we did the we do this very intentionally the statements have a success and a challenge right um, people can say in whatever order they choose, challenge for success, second in the statement. We connect everything with the word and so that um, it has a more empowering context. So it's kind of like saying like, Connor, like you, butt, yeah, you're right. like, you know, everything but. Everything before you're is like, erased when yeah, you say but. Yeah, I'm going to deck you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> everything before that is completely um, erased, if you will, or just like, well, why are you being nice to me if you're just going to be mean, right? So we're looking at the success and challenge. So if you have the success of hitting revenue targets and then you have the challenge, you're driving your daughter's car to stay afloat, um, It's it's not disempowering. It's like, mm. I have this and this. It's not. I have this, but this. But this. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Where did you learn to phrase it that way?
1: I learned that from the program that I was taking while I yeah. created the pro- the the project or the company. It's a. It was the Landmark Self Expression Leadership Program. Wow. And so I went through a lot of different Landmark trainings. Yeah, yeah. And so, that's what you
0: coach on is is through that.
1: Uh, I mean, I can't take or? it out of my brain. Yeah, like it's part of me now. I can't take it away from the lessons I've learned and the content I delivered, but I was a coach before that. Got it. Yeah,
0: isn't that amazing? You can go through a program or invest into a conference, right? Attending an event, um, watching a movie—you know, like anything—and reading your book, and it's just that that one thing that, like, for whatever reason, just glues, sticks. Yeah, I find that very fascinating.
1: Yeah, I also think of I am not investing in any programs at the at the moment because mm. I'm like leaving into what I learned applying uh, applying and yeah. I have a coach so it's that's it's always going to be there as long as I coach and maybe be on that. But um you know the investment for that was $250. Okay, sorry. It was it was two programs than that. So that's the third program, but that particular program was $250. And it was a four month program. Really? Yeah. And it's like, you know Like an online.
0: No, course, it was in or? person. Oh. Huh.
1: Yeah. So Interesting. I mean, you know, it's it, it's what would happen if I invested in this sort of thing. Um Right now I'm like, I'm kind of good with what I got and when I'm ready to go again I'll go. <laughs> um I think there's a such thing as too much. There's a such thing as trying to fix yourself. And I think that if you're going in that direction, don't do it. But if you're going from what if I did this and what if I thought of things this way, what would be possible? You don't even know what could be possible. I had no idea I'd build anything like this. Um, it's kind of a, it's, I don't know, it's amazing when you think about that. Definitely. No, I'm not saying that those five years have been easy. They, I've, I've been to hell and back like numerous times over. Probably the hardest thing I've ever built. Um, I've gone into debt for it. I'm not proud of that, but it's what I did. And you do it over again? I do it it over again. (laughs) I mean, knowing what I know now, I would do it very differently. If there's people out there that are thinking about building stuff like this, um, I say uh, go for it. And if you want to know what I learned, I'm happy to tell you because I don't want people to just go repeat, you know, the same thing, based upon seeing what I've built and thinking it's a wild success. Mm.
0: What do you feel like you would do differently?
1: Um, I mean, it's hard to say now because it I like is how what you look at the, book, look at and the
0: like, book and like you're like I can tell you're drawing date, you know? Yeah, it is like it's like no, oh, no, no, all those pictures
1: are like speaking to me or something. <laughs> like, don't do this. Um, uh, you know, I wouldn't do it differently for yeah. myself. But if I were to build something like this, I would not build it with the components that I did. Mm. It is what makes it different. However, it is so hard to scale it. You know, I won't bring people in and not pay them anymore. I did that for a while, you know, just because they wanted their portfolio or whatever it is. And that's great. I think that's really important. But when you're building something like this and you want it to survive and you want it to last really think about how to build it so that you can maintain it. Hmm. I, I would not build it this way again. I love what it is and I think it stays how it is. You know, it's done well and it's doing well and I wouldn't want to change that too much right now. It's a brand and it's been built. Things could change over time, but what is happening now is working. We have our podcast, we have our photos still, and we've pared down a lot of different things. That's awesome. Yeah, so we're really focused on being a media company. Yeah. yeah. The coaching isn't necessarily a top of mind. It's a byproduct
0: of just being a media company first.
1: Well, and it started with bootstrapping through the coaching because that was plan A. That was like step one. I had that. I merged it. We had income. We could keep building that way. I I could survive doing that. Right. And it was income for the company. Now I'm looking at more of partnerships. Like what would it look like for me to partnership with, with people who are... Serving entrepreneurs that we work with, hmm. what would it look like, like for those advertisements? Or, you know, yeah. So it's sort of looking at it from the more partnership advertising side of media. agencies
0: that are working with them already. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Investors, agencies. Um, We're making
0: that shift in our business. It's, so, it's such a. It's so funny when I do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, without even. Without even lining it up, it seems to line up with what's happening in my life with the guests <laughs> that I have on.
1: Isn't that funny? It's so crazy. Same with coaching. It's but like I get that of piece bitch. of
0: data I need from this. And same with anyone listening, too. Like, And it goes back to your aha or just that piece of data you got from that whole f- four-month program. One piece makes a whole <clears> difference, <throat> difference in a lot of things that you're um, outputting on the other end. And sure. It's like, but you have to invest in yourself first to do it but you have to have that balance of invest, taking the leap to invest in yourself, but not also over indulging, yeah. you know, there's those people who all they do is attend seminars and it watch insp- go home and watch inspirational videos. And they think all of a sudden something's going to happen for them Sure. rather than that, blah, 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 than actually applying it.
1: Right, so that's actually a really important thing. I was just talking about this today with one mm-hmm. of my clients. You know, it's one thing to have the information, it's one thing to read the book. It's one thing to go to the seminar, but how are you going to integrate that into your life? And I think that's you know when when I think about what I do with Black Label, that's that's Black Label coaching. That's uh, that's something that is that ongoing um, change, and it takes time. Mm. You know to you know how old are you? Twenty six. Your brain has been programmed for twenty six years. Mm-hmm. It's 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 programmed when you're born. DNA epigenetics if you believe in that um, so it has some programming. epigenetics is
0: like ancestral mm-hmm. DNA is that right yeah yeah so like yeah. things you're you know like my family escaped Germany in World War Two, and like that mm-hmm. the stress of that could easily apply into my sure. genes and all that good stuff sure not good stuff but yeah is that right well there That's could be some good stuff in that am I wrong
1: that is okay it's that ancestral, it's that genetic, like yeah. survival or genetic um, markers or memories that your family has. Yeah, um,
0: I totally believe in that.
1: So I said yeah. that with Deepak Chopra, right? So yeah. it's like that, that is. So if you're looking at um, how you're programmed, like the, all these different factors come into play. You're born, you're in a hospital, how you're born makes a difference to your health. Um, like all of these different things are programmed into your body. Mm hmm we have computers now so we understand programming from that perspective <sighs> so you like you go to this i mm, mean use Tony Robbins <clears throat> um i'm not totally a fan of him but he's not for me mm-hmm. i think he's good for some masculine um so um you go to like a Tony Robbins seminar or a weekend seminar whether it's Landmark or Tony Robbins Landmark gives you um for i think it's a couple months of um um sessions like um, workshops after that seminars so you stay in the conversation Mm -hmm. your mind continues to evolve with what you learned Um, I don't know what Tony Robbins does, and he probably does something like that or offers it but when you do that you feel like oh I've just seen something for the first time and then you go back into your life where people see you a certain way and they see you acting differently and they recondition you yeah by how they talk to you to go back to your place Go back to, you know, like, over time. And it may, may, you might argue with them right away. You may not. They may see you change right away. But unless you implement lasting change, that, that program will go right back to what you had before. What's an example of that? Oh,
0: I don't know. An example, like, are you saying <clears throat> if you go and you learn something about Meditation and you go to a medi- meditation retreat, and then mm. you go back to your normal life, and the people around you are not meditators, and then you just fall back into the regular sure, um, that patterns a, and habits of things. Right.
1: Maybe you go home and you're married, and your partner is like, oh, you're doing that thing again. Yeah. And then it makes it impossible for you to do it. They're putting you back into your, your normal yeah. way of being, yeah. your normal way of thinking. Yeah. So that's the thing that I love about coaching is that. I, it's, you know, immersions are great. They, they actually do a lot for your brain. Immersion programs like those weekend programs, they're incredible and very effective. But then after the immersion, you have a different slice of like pie in your brain that has a little light in there, right? And it's like, it, unless you continue to grow that, it, it'll stay small or it'll disappear. Um. So that regular coaching after that allows you to continue to see these patterns, continue to change your behavior if you'd like to. Um, I don't know how how that started. (laughs) But I mean, I've done that for years now. I look back and I think someone even asked me, um, it's a similar question to what you asked me, do you coach from that? And I said, no, I don't use the terms from that. Um, I learned how to coach before I went to Landmark, but I can't separate it from who I am anymore. So Mm. I don't even know my old thoughts. You recommend
0: people now go through that program? Sure,
1: I mean, I think it's great. Coach, Landmark, meditation, all of those in their own way do something really great for the way your brain works. Mm. Um, If what you've done to this point is no longer working for what you want for the future, that's when I would recommend a coach uh like an immersion program with follow up i would h- highly recommend that
0: that's great cuz i was actually yeah. going to ask you at what point does someone recognize and of course it applies in this is almost like should people have coaches and be doing these programs as a um uh it's oh, a word i'm looking for as a deterrent um for potential depression suicidal thoughts loneliness uh, mental illness that's
1: a really tough line so I should almost everybody I would say yeah I would say this is what I would say if you've experienced any sort of mental health concern then I would definitely look at different modalities like therapy psychotherapy um, stuff like that so you can get an understanding of where you are in that space and then incorporate other things if you're, you know, if like coaching or meditation is always great regardless of where you are, but you'd probably want to work with someone who is qualified to talk to you. Hmm. Um, I'm, that's a really fine line with the topic being mental health. Coaching, I'd say that it's not necessarily for or against mental health, mm-hmm. but there's the way that our our society works and how it's set up is that there's experts that deal with mental health in particular, and I would definitely go to them if that's then what you're there's thinking of. Experts,
0: which could well you know, be potentially harmful, because a coach could be saying, "Coach could be saying, you know, work with me, we'll work through these problems," and they have actually no legitimate um, resources to, sure. to solve those problems. Sure,
1: I mean, and then you have coaches like I would just use, like me. I mean, I studied nutrition with an emphasis on the microbiome. You know, I work with the mind and coaching, um, and breaking down thoughts that you have and where they're where they're where they're um, where they're started. Mm. Um, and I, I see the person from a holistic view, which is beneficial. And you know, I'm not equipped to deal with trauma. Um, I've dealt with trauma uh, with people i've coached just because it comes up and i usually then recommend they talk to a therapist in addition to me Mm. but not in place of i think they they both serve their purpose I, they're you know whether or not you work with a coach and a therapist a lot of people do that they're different yeah i'm looking at breaking down your thoughts and getting a solution and putting in action (laughs) um therapists don't always look at that but sometimes do so it's a fine line, but I would say if your mental health is a concern, definitely um, look at what therapist you can talk to you about mm-hmm. that.
0: But yeah, so your background's a microbiome too, <laughs> diet. I mean, <laughs> looking at diet is probably totally. the number one first place
1: people should look, right? Totally. Well, and you know, just using myself as an example, I like two things. One, um, the reason why I studied nutrition in addition to coaching mm-hmm. was because a friend of mine told me um, to do a cleanse with her after I told her I was really struggling with my business and I was like Psh, whatever you're not listening to me but it actually helped it helped me see differently my, my energy levels were different my the way that I thought about opportunities changed um, when I showed up at like networking I was showing up more happier and then it also snowballed into working out and all that stuff right this last week alone, I was like, "I'm just." I think I texted my friend I and I was texted her, and I was like, "I'm just like I have grumpy pants on for like a whole freaking like nine days." And I, then I was talking to my mom today, and I was like, "Oh, it's actually been like two months. I've been grumpy for like two months, and I know why." Um, but just in the, the last week, I was like, "Well, I haven't really worked out." It's a bunch of things I normally do, and so that's probably affecting my brain chemistry and my energy levels. And oh my gosh, it's been cloudy every day in Denver, and like it's never cloudy here. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> so just like you have to look at all those factors. Yeah,
0: and people kind of know that too. Like mm-hmm. exercise leads to endorphins, and like eating good makes you feel good. It's like sure, but going to, but, to the gym this morning, pff, uh, I did not want to. Me too. But I'm, I knew right what would do. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with yeah. you. I yesterday some crazy stuff happened um a lot of chaos and in, in in where we're at too and it's like i didn't go to bed till late and mm-hmm. woke up and i'm like if i don't go to the gym right now i know my day rest of my day is going to be off. totally yeah and it's just getting yourself into that habit it's it's hard it's hard for someone to sit there and listen and say oh here they are again saying go work out and go eat good but I mean, I even if I have like I even said I'm like I had some cookies earlier like but I eat gluten free cookies you know what I mean oh sure yeah that's Um, healthy or something healthy and they're paleo air quote and they're paleo cookies they're made with super air quote healthy (laughs) so um but it's like I'm not as mentally sharp when when I do something like that and Mm -hmm. I I'm aware of it too at this point but most
1: people aren't. So this brings me back to like the coaching and the, the the conditioning that you can continually do in order to change behavior, right? Mm -hmm. It's like working out a muscle. Your brain is a muscle. This statement of like knowing does not necessarily affect your being. Yeah. Like someone who knows and knows and knows, but it to implement that into action. So your being shifts, like how you be shifts. It's, it's, totally different it's working out the knowing muscle to the point of being so it's no different than that bicep how do people do that well i mean (laughs) i mean i'm like well obviously a coach um you know but like in your
0: coach you got your coaching hat on and i'm asking you how do i do that how do i make that
1: shift through repeated action accountability i mean like how you know it's how do you hold yourself accountable I mean, if you can't hold yourself accountable, can you hold others accountable? So starting with the the person that I'm working with, you know, setting them up so that they create what works for them. I'm not creating it for them. I hold them accountable. I mean, that's the simple stuff. It's simple, but somehow it's not really easy. I mean, like, I I missed a week of workouts. What? And I know what it does for me, Mm -hmm. but I just missed a week of workouts. It's not a big deal. So I just went today, Mm -hmm. right? Um, so that's one way just repeated. Um, you know, I'm, you know, when I talk about this, that's the simple stuff, but I'm looking at, um, how I think about challenges and how I react to stressful situations and how I lead groups. And if my leadership is helping or hurting the people that I am actually, um, trying to uplift and that kind of changing behavior is just as simple as, Setting actions and repeatedly um, completing them. However, it's it's not easy to look at yourself that way and choose to shift the things that aren't working, especially when they've worked for you this long.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um. In In addition to like diet <clears throat> and exercise, do you do you personally? Do anything practice wise and like meditation front?
1: <laughs> so, I every single time the Oprah and Deepak, uh, Chopra yeah. meditations pop up, they have free ones every so often oh. that are 21 days. Pop up where? Um you just look it up online. Oh. Oprah and Deepak have a meditation that they they've partnered on for years. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So every time that pops up I do it. A lot of people don't love it, but I actually like I I studied with Deepak Chopra, so mm. I I have I just respect what they're building and I know what it gives to the general population. Um you know, I do those every time. <clears throat> um I have insight timer that I meditate through and I use that for anxiety. If I started to like have shallow breathing and just feel a little stressy, I just uh, pick up my phone and use insight timer for free meditation. Yeah, there's like 10 minutes, five, one minute, like just to like help my breathing. You've heard me a couple of times take really deep breaths. It's because I'm breathing up here and not my belly. So I have to remind myself. It's like how my anxiety works. And then um, I just had two people talk to me about uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he does really long, super deep meditations. I'm getting into that now, just because. Yeah. Why not? I find that right now for me, my modalities are like energy work and mm. meditation, so that I can serve more people.
0: Definitely. So you pr- you do practice some f- sort of mindfulness meditation regularly?
1: Yeah, I found that when I built this, I had so many people coming to me with things about their own depression. They, I've like, I've had people give me a book at lunch about their suicide attempts, so like. So much um, as like someone who is empathic and I feel other people's energies, that became so much energy for me to take on and responsibility that I've had to start to learn how to shut it. And even now to this day, like I have more clients than I've ever had. My business is growing very fast. Um, I have another business um, that I'm still growing, Impact Founder, which we spoke about a lot. Right. Um, and it's like, I haven't coached that many people at once before, how do I maintain my energy levels to be there for my friends? Definitely. How do I have boundaries? What if are my boundaries like now? How could you
0: fulfill anybody else if you're, yeah, if, yeah. if you're not, yeah. Um, I think it's so important. Yeah. I mean, it's and it sounds woo-woo too, but it's like, even, it's same with exercise. Like you gotta have the three things, the mind, body, spirit. Um, in meditation, you know something you might be interested in because meditation's hard, especially for a racy entrepreneur. That's like all <laughs> like over. An the place, like an hour, ten
1: minutes? Come on.
0: Um and uh <laughs> and and like just sitting there and because most people pers- most people's perception of meditation is sitting down, quieting the mind, yeah. doing that. I've been doing, and my dad got me turned on to this. Was um bin- binarial beats, Ooh. um. In almost replacing my meditation sessions mm-hmm. with twenty five minutes of binarial beats. You gotta yeah. jump out of here soon? Yeah, soon, but I'm gonna do a little thing or we'll send up. a
1: message, but we can still talk.
0: And uh and so it's been really interesting because it's easier to do it almost. Yeah. And you're able to kind of run through it longer and it 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 literally rewires your brain to the Uh, capacity of doing long deep meditation
1: that's really cool and
0: i found great benefits to it so i wake up first thing i do is plug in the beats and i do that for 25 minutes before i even do coffee or inject caffeine or anything like that and uh i've noticed differences i i noticed the same benefits to like sitting and meditating but it's less um i'll send you the one i've been i've been using i think it's something um also you mentioned um you mentioned um dispensa yeah have you studied bruce lipton at all bruce no lipton? that's one you're gonna cool. like yeah i awesome. will have to do
1: that that's awesome well
0: anyways i know you got to get out of here i yeah. think we just did like an hour and a half
1: um, oh, the person, I, hi, Travis. Yeah. I, I actually, I'm like, holy crap, it's almost five. I just realized like, it. Like, my phone's over here just hanging out. Yeah. Um, and I have a meeting with him in three minutes. Uh-huh. And he's like, <laughs> he like, no worries, I'm watching. Um, yeah, well, this has been this awesome. Him, um, um, real quick before we go, we're yeah. gonna build into Black Label Coaching and we yeah, should probably tell them on what that. it is before we go. Share on that. <laughs> Give us a little bit of the goods. Um, so, have you seen Billions? On Showtime. Mm. Okay, so on Showtime, there's a show called Billions. What I like to say about it is, I I watched this. I like binge watch this program this summer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, <sighs> I was tired of the single client chase. You know, like that would the attrition would be every six months. They'd leave new clients, and I was like, how do I how do I do this? I love coaching. I'm I'm a great coach. I get joy out of it. Um, to change the way our minds think just it's what I want to do and um, with my time um, and I was talking to a friend who also has a business and she was I was like I just I think I just want to do what Wendy on Billions does and basically it's the premise is there's um, an investment firm and they have an on-staff performance coach. Now the way she coaches isn't always what I would do Um, but she's just um, I just I just saw that as an opportunity. <clears throat> so I built that company. Um, so I coach and then I have coaches now that coach inside of companies who want to kind of have a cultural shift in how they do business, who want to develop leaders instead of managers. Um, and it's it's not as sexy as <laughs> the card is sexy. Um, it is cool. But, but it's not the branding as sexy on it, guys.
0: I mean <laughs> black and gold. Like I if 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 I rebrand <laughs> and start another company here shortly, I mean black and gold is it's beautiful. It is yeah. a really cool card. Well
1: the idea is just, you know, this like high class, high quality It's like, like that
0: it's like that card you'd slip someone like like an FBI agent with like, you know. Yeah. Give to somebody, and there's like only a it. number on the back. Right, there's I didn't no even want details. my name or anything. Yeah, you shouldn't have.
1: You should <laughs> but I memo. need to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, You know, so it's
0: very exclusive. <laughs> exactly.
1: Like, like a private so, club. So, um, I built that company, and it's really interesting to see how it grows. You know, I it's funny because it's like, uh, it's not all companies like corporations, but some of them are. Um, and it's like, how can I actually give the tools that I have in an environment where a lot of people feel like they're stuck? Right. How can I give them leadership capabilities when they, they're like stuck in this position and they don't think is going anywhere? And so, and how can I change the culture so people are happy in what they do? And that's sort of what's behind it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's been really fun and moving fast. Why Black Label? Um, I don't know. I don't remember <laughs> who, who, who named it. Maybe it was Got Amy it. Baglin. I think maybe Amy named it for okay. me. It's just like my companies are named through conversations. Yeah. I don't ever like sit down and brainstorm names. I do, but then it never ends up with any name.
0: So are you looking to currently like number one resource search, draw in more consultants for you or more clients or... Um, your, you know, we have a pretty steady
1: growth right now, so I'm not necessarily like trying to get a lot of clients. Um, when we bring clients on, they're pretty big sizes. Yeah. What so, kind of companies? Um, well, it's not necessarily the kind per se; uh-huh. it's really the size. So mm. i mean you know, there's ways to look at it from revenue, and there's You're ways saying to Size look at matters, it. Kristen. <laughs> size matters. <laughs> okay. um, like we're, minimum five people is yeah. what we'll take on. Um, as a team and we'll coach the team um, individually and together and then up to you know we're looking at like 36 um, people in a company so it's like we won't work with the whole company unless your whole company is 36 people and that's what we're working with and we have some limits obviously we're still human beings we're not machines um, but yeah, so that's, you know, the size company from revenue is a whole different story. But if you have like a five person team, and you want to coach, um, and you want to coach so everyone's in the same place, that sort of consistency is so important. So
0: yeah, there you go. Well, congrats. That's awesome. That's the deal. It's great to see that's yeah. That's moving along. And Thank you for coming and doing this. Can't can't thank you enough. Yeah, and, thanks, Travis, and thanks for, for the doing. extra time. <laughs> thank you, Travis. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, you got some good. You got some. Good, I don't know how, who Travis is, but he's
1: a fantastic person. He's a, he's actually a an advertiser with Impact Founder. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay,
0: so so and a this is good. So he's that. So he got content here. Well, all right? you know, so, he
1: knows us so well. He was he's actually one of the stories in the book
0: really yeah. so we'll get you the podcast link so you can promote them and awesome. stuff but thank you for doing what cool. you do there I think it's so important that you're highlighting that and um, also how can people get in contact with you I have your business cards but
1: I mean you know Black Label a little listening. under the surface yeah, I'm kidding yeah. I'm oh, not but- sharing this <laughs>
0: contact with anybody
1: (laughs) well everything is at impact founder so on facebook on instagram on twitter it's at impact founder very easy for a reason um my email is super simple which i don't always give out but you know i did offer to help mentor some people Mm -hmm. and this is a mentorship podcast so it's kdarga at impactfounder.com and if you didn't get that tough
0: you heard it. You heard it people. <laughs> Everyone, thank you so much. Love y'all. Thanks for yeah. listening in. Thank Don't you forget so much.
1: subscribe, leave a review,
0: share the podcast, give her a shout. <laughs> Everyone listening too. See you guys next time. It was really fun.